1: Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, and today we have with us Thomas Helfrich. He is a triple secret, but not anymore because you're getting to hear how he's an influencer, a marketing technology guru a podcast host and GTM mentor. Tell us a little bit more about you and welcome to the show, Thomas.
0: Thank you for having me, Barbara. Yeah. So, you know, the double, maybe triple secret marketing ninja, whatever specialist, however you say it. I'm just trying to have fun with it because as we'll discuss today, being different is better than being better. Either you be any company doctor, anything, just being different. So people remember you is why instantly relevant is relevant because that's how we approach marketing um, for any industry. So I really appreciate having me on though. Thank you so much.
1: You know what they say? If there are too many people in your box, what you have to do is step out of it and create your own.
0: That's right. I don't even have a box. Just go to wherever you want. Just roam free and look at all the other people in boxes and be like, who wants to come out here in the freedom space? That's right. I didn't know a box existed until someone told me there was one. I'm like, oh, I'm adhere to that idea. So,
1: I understand that you've changed your tagline. What do you call it now?
0: So instantly relevant, and this is important for marketing. It is important to be different than better because better is not better. Different is better. But we asked all our customers, and it's lots of industries, so it's from agencies to even some even medical and doctors to startups, founders, or whatever, whatever it may be. The one key consistency we found was they actually said we care. Now, that kind of implies puppies and rainbows and Skittles, and so it's not really my personality, and what they care is how we care, and we actually give a shit. We actually truly care about their them as a person their brand their customers and we really act as a partner for them because we call their babies ugly we'll call them out when they're doing something not smart in marketing or in how they're doing their business piece and we come back with solutions and really act as a team member that is in sincerity and that's in a way to build trust and relevance with your customers with their customers which is really ultimately what's more important not our customer but their customers
1: Absolutely. People don't want to hire just yes men. They want to hear what they did wrong and how to improve upon it. After all, we're all in it to get better better today than yesterday and still better tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. There are some people who do want to hire yes people, but we won't be that. <sighs>
1: So I understand that you have a combination of human and AI to create effective and scalable content. Could you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in this day and age, you have to combine a few elements to build let's say trust and relevance with any of your customer or patients or whomever. They have to trust you and you have to be relevant to them. And if you don't have both of those, they pull back. And to do that, you'll have to do something in parallel. You'll need to create customized content that resonates on a trust and, and a relevance level with your prospects or customers or, or whoever. You'll also need to be doing things like authentic engagement with them and consistently. And then you have to do this kind of ongoing nurturing that's not salesy or this is what I do. But It's more of just here's something you might like and, I, and truly sincerely. To do that, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of con- it's a lot of consumption of very valuable resources and the idea of time, people, whatever. And the flip side of that is uh, you, you need technology to enable it. And this is where AI and other technologies come in to really give you scale, to help you do it faster, cleaner, better. And so just maybe high level from that perspective of what it's gonna take to do this at, to be relevant, you need technology.
1: That makes sense. And why do you say vanity is insanity and it's time to ditch outdated marketing KPIs? First of all, like a lot of my clients don't actually know what KPIs are. So could you discuss that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So a KPI key performance indicator around metrics of how's my site doing? How's this doing? How many followers or views or likes do I have? Those can be typically vanity metrics. And Though they could be important, what's more important is that you're connecting and you're in front of the right audience no matter what the size. So Some people only meet 100 actually good people a year, and that's all they need to really have a thriving multi-million dollar business because it's the it's maybe the Fortune 100 or it's the top 100 of whatever their industry. If you're just trace, chasing views and likes, that is insanity because it doesn't produce revenue. Even if you're one of the like a very you know, successful YouTuber or something else, you have these big followings and you're getting advertising revenue. If you don't know who your audience is and you're just doing it for the fact of views and likes, and not driving value, it's nearly unsustainable. And there's only a handful of people who are going to be able to do it because they've already got the brand, they've already got the piece. So if you're trying to chase what others are doing, you're on a path of complete disappointment and dissolution of that you're going to really accomplish more revenue or more business from it. It's not the it's not the metric to chase for sure. It's Relevance matters, who you're meeting and who you're in front of and how you're interacting with them is what matters.
1: That makes sense. As you say, what you really want to know is the metrics so that you know what works and what doesn't. It's silly or short-sighted when people just keep pumping out content and not looking at the metrics because they don't know if they're wasting their time or whether they're hitting their target, wouldn't you say?
0: It's agreed. You should you should especially if you're doing advertising, you should be measuring to the right level. And what I don't encourage is is thinking like a Fortune 1000 or a huge company with big budgets and measure everything to the nth detail, because it costs money to do that, it costs time and it costs people. Keep it simple. Keep an A B. Te- if you're doing ads specifically, keep an A B testing and just favor the better one and, and improve. But don't over spend on time or money to to measure it just make sure you are measuring somewhat but not oh much or too much if you're doing organic content set up your workflows and your call to action so you're getting people maybe connecting with you on a calendar or an appointment or a schedule that you can start measuring that it seems that people are coming from this content you're not quite sure where it comes from because it's organic and people look at lots of pieces of content before they agree to buy or agree to come in or do what they want to do for your call to action so it's a little harder to measure but that takes content that's aligned to maybe, a, it takes content that's aligned to a business goal, a vision, a future state, and that's how you write that. So that's a different type of content strategy in play and a different way to measure it. But you do need to measure both but, just don't, both, but you just don't need to overdo it. It just costs too much money and time.
1: But the doctors that are listening, they perhaps don't know what call to action is. So can you give a few examples of what a call to action would be?
0: Absolutely. A call to action is simply, at the end of a video like today, my will be if you would like to talk more, my call to action is go to mycalendy.com/slash instantly relevant. That would actually set time with me. I'm telling you what to go do. So for a doctor who's maybe trying to get patients in or they're trying to do telemedicine, it's to put them to the scheduling. It's to get them to the point where the person gives you your name, their email, and a phone number. And you have now the ability to reach out back to them and put them into your sales cycle or into your patient cycle. It's to get the contact information from them. It gives them value. It gets them to connect with you at a new level so you can take the next step in the sales or marketing cycle. It's telling them what to do.
1: Now, not everybody that is perusing your website is quite ready to make an appointment. They want to get to know you a little bit better, and you don't want to miss out on people that are just surfing so that you can reach out to them later. A good way, I found, is but a lead magnet. So for prospective patients, what lead magnets have you found to work the best?
0: Yeah, lead magnets are key for capturing people who are too early in a cycle, they're just starting their, they're starting their journey or investigation, or they're just curious, right? and they they could be a customer later because they think they may get this new job or start this new company or whatever it is. Or you may be whatever. To do that, I think very effective are videos that truly give away good information that are not salesy. They're just here's what you need to go do by yourself. And for a doctor, that could be a lot of things. Hey, listen, you got ED problems. Stop eating crappy. Try walking once in a while. Don't drink so damn much. Stop watching bad videos or something. I don't know. Whatever the reasons that you, that the internet lists for all these things. Or if you're having you know, trouble breathing, when I tie my shoes, maybe you're overweight. Go through and here's the simple things. By the way, you have to go do it. You have to go execute. And that type of information of showing that they care, showing that there's actually, there's going to be some bedside manner, so to speak. And there's going to be an actual attention to detail and not just this wellness farm that, you know, that here's your wellness visit thanks. I'm not actually caring about any of your answers. And 15 minutes later, the doctor's out the door and you're like, that that was awful. Showing that you care in those videos, people like, oh, cool. I'm glad I listened to them. That is a lead magnet. They may not be ready to come in because they just finished their wellness visit, for example, and they don't need it for another year. But they're like, you know what, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna gonna connect to that doctor next year. I'm gonna switch because for my primary care, because they seem to care and my doctor just suck. And maybe that's the video. I don't know, that is a lead magnet. You need to do that. And what you need on each one of them is do this now, come see us. I'd love to meet with a first meeting with you or hey, let's stay in touch and we'll send you some really useful tips like the one you just watched over time. And that becomes a newsletter or it comes kind of constant contact, a nurturing.
1: Do you find that newsletters are still effective?
0: No, <laughs> I do not, especially on LinkedIn, because there are, I looked the other day, I think I've signed up for 300. I've not read one. Now, I don't know how to read. So that's a big piece. But if I did, I probably still wouldn't have read one. No, there's too many. I think there's more clever ways to to create nurturing. And this is where maybe people get more involved and you can leverage technology to write things better and faster. But really, a newsletter is probably a bad term anymore. I think maybe there's better ways or more creative ways to do that. I don't know the doctors, but I don't think they have a lot of time to read newsletters. And so I'll assume that they don't. They're also, their patients probably don't either because there are people like me who are new, who are overwhelmed with tons of information. So you have to be a little more creative with that. So maybe a video once a week that gets sent out or once a month, that might be more effective. I wouldn't call that a newsletter. Um, a small snippet of information, that's probably better. A text message, hey, here's a reminder, drink water today. I don't know. That would be more effective than just the boring old newsletter. So there's probably more creative, different ways to do that.
1: I agree. Years ago, having newsletters w- was effective, but you know, that is time is time has passed for most newsletters, and people do seeing videos. And it seems to me, with the popularity of TikTok, keeping the video under three minutes is really going to be received in the most wanted way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And having good information, it doesn't always have to be about jumping off the side of a pool and smashing your face in the side of it in the bikini. It doesn't have to be some of this like over crazy content. It's just got to be adding value. And you just also need to know who you're targeting in that so they find it valuable. That's a big piece. TikTok's interesting because it's definitely a global platform, but for doctors, uh, you know, you, you if you're going to advertise or do things on, you got to be very specific to your region or what you're doing, unless you're a national plastic surgery center that people fly in for, you're probably regional or at best local for who you serve, or even a hospital for that matter. The content's got to be compelling to the local market and inventory industry. It's got to, there's a lot of steps. So there's a lot of lift there to create content for some of these pieces, but it's not impossible. It just needs to be done well and with the right business goal attached to it.
1: Oh, I agree completely. How would you find the content that engages most with the people that you're creating it for? Like, how do you know what people really want?
0: Yeah. I ask, uh, <laughs> customer's voice. I just, <laughs> it's crazy, right? I just, we ask our current customers of what they wanna learn about and read about. I do polls on LinkedIn and other pieces like, What's most interesting to you day to day? What would you actually read every day? What would be? And you just ask. There's lots of marketing data for, for in the medical or doctor and the or in the in that clinical settings of what people care about. Like simple Google search of why I hate my doctor, like the top five reasons, that would be a great one. That's in customer voice of talking about these things and maybe being progressive of what we do to to, uh, address those pain points. It's not that hard to come up with it because people blog about things they don't like a lot more than they do. And so look at the customer voice of pains and challenges in in your industry and create content that addresses that. And it does in a non-salesy way that shows empathy and shows understanding and create things around, here's what we can do. Doctors could do better and just be that doctor that happens to do it. (laughs)
1: makes a lot of sense. At this point, what tips can you give that can be readily implemented for my listeners today?
0: First, marketing is not going to be a core competency for any doctor. If it is, they should be a marketer. Even if they're so good at it, they're still going to make more probably as a doctor. So... You want to partner with people who, A, really, well, I say, yeah, give a shit, care. You want people who really understand what you're trying to accomplish, but don't overcomplicate it because your model has been the business model is somewhat known and it doesn't have to be rethought completely. It just needs to have the improvement with your tonality and what the, your brand, so to speak, aligned with it. So there, there's that. You, so you do need a partner, I would, for sure. Second, I think you need to really understand your customer's voice and understand how to get to that. You, The, the doctors who own it are a piece of that because when, if you say all these things in your website or whatever else in your social media and, you, and they come in to see you, it's going to fall apart if it's the person who's in front of you is not the same as what they thought they'd get. And I'd say third, you really take the time to understand the whole flow of how your patients or people think and their needs and what's going to be important to them. This is the nurturing piece of what throughout the year when you're not interacting with them, can you make them feel like you actually care and actually care? That piece is the third part. It's it's finding your customers, getting the brand right, getting them in the door. And then when they're there, making sure that what they saw is there. But last, the ongoing giving them information and things, so to speak, that they would care about. Short answer, first, just actually outsource what you're doing for marketing. Just let it go. Let a pro do it. Second, really get your brand aligned to the customer voice. And third, nurture your patients or your customers accordingly with something they care about that's not salesy.
1: Very good. Now, I understand you also have a podcast. What is yours called?
0: So it just launched. We have a podcast.
1: Congratulations.
0: I I have two. So one is the AI nerd podcast. And so if you're an AI nerd or you have an AI company, that's who I talk to. But the other one is the Instantly Relevant Startup Stories, where we're interviewing founders and investors to help other founders get off the ground, be smarter, spend, don't make mistakes, learn and learn from founders who are making it happen.
1: That's wonderful. And it's on the usual places Spotify, Apple.
0: It will be everywhere. So we have literally just launched that. And I'm so excited. You'll find it through our instantlyrelevant.com slash podcast. That's where this will be kind of the hub for it. We have not picked, though, where we're going to host it yet, but it'll be on all the platforms. I'm trying to think where the main one will be. So it's right now between Buzzsprout and Spotify. I'm not really sure which one I'm going to go with.
1: Very exciting. Good luck with that.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope the grow as big as your podcast. That would be a great goal. I would be f- fantastically happy.
1: For our listeners, if they would like to touch bases with you, how do they reach you?
0: I always say go right to my calendy. So it's calendy.com slash instantly relevant. If that's too complicated, go to instantlyrelevant.com and say contact us. If you're super lazy, you can go to irel.com and that will take you to instantly relevant. So any one of those will get you there to me. But I do meet with everybody one-on-one if they'd like to. As long, as long as I have bandwidth, I find time to meet people.
1: It's been a pleasure speaking with you today, Thomas. This has been another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, and a great guest today, Thomas Helfreck. Thank, thanks again. Till next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast,